Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. I guarantee that this is going to be a fantastic journey today because I have with me a woman with an amazing story, and her name is Vicki Scatini. Thank you so much for being with me, Vicki. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and speaking with you. Awesome. It is my pleasure and my honor. So let's get right into it. Vicki, I'm going to give you the mic for a minute to introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and where you're from and uh, what keeps you busy during the day. Well, I am uh, originally from South America and when we were, I was six years old, my parents moved out here um, to California and now I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. I was having empty nest syndrome and my daughter went to Louisiana and I needed to be close to her. So I kind of followed her and now I'm in Jackson, Mississippi and uh, I started with nothing and now I have uh, five companies. They are all doing really good. I go out and teach people what I've done. I own over a hundred houses and apartment complexes and commercial properties. So they keep me pretty busy. I would imagine so. You said 500? No, no, no. hundred, I have a hundred, over a hundred houses, five apartment complexes and a couple commercial properties. Oh, wow. And I have five companies, five companies. And five yes. companies, yeah. Oh my gosh, I go nuts with 500 companies. <laughs> I can only imagine it. One, one company is, is enough for me at the moment, I, but I, do, I did have two at one point. Yeah, that's a lot. That's totally. So uh, when you just introduced yourself, Vicki, you mentioned starting from nothing. And um, that leads us really well into my next question, because this podcast is by and for women and some men who have gone through life-shattering situations and have triumphed over that trauma. So would you please share with us a summary of what you went through and what was the worst part? Well, you know, I, I was brought up in a good home. Um, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but to me it was great. I, I can't complain about my childhood. And when my daughter went off to school, I was going through my second divorce and I was really living from paycheck to paycheck. She goes off to school and I'm in California. She's in Louisiana. That emptiness syndrome, I, I'm one of those women that never believed in it. I just always thought, oh, just get over it. But until I went through it, and it is like somebody just kind of ripped your heart out and just like stomped on it, and I couldn't make it. So I still wanted to give her space, but I said, you know what, this is my time. My time to go and build my future, my legacy. And I found Jackson, Mississippi to be only three hours from her. So if I had that, that feeling that I needed to see her, I was close by. I could go see her. And I set out on a mission. The morning, actually, I had bought a ticket to go see her for the holidays. That night, I couldn't make it anymore. And I said, that's it. I'm out of here. And I had about $5,000 saved. I called U-Haul. They wanted... Uh, $5,000 for a one-way truck. And I said, well, that's out of the question. So I, I went and I bought this old beat-up trailer. That, and the, it was from a single dad. And it said, one king, four queens at the bottom. But with the money that I had, I was able to put the stuff that I had left over. 
I put, I had inherited a whole bunch of tools from my stepdad and I've always had this fascination for tools, but didn't know what they were for. I just liked them. So I had tools in there. I had, you know, some furniture and then I had all this collect collections. I'm very patriotic and I didn't want to part with my collection. So I brought my collections over and I had talked to an investor that she was going to own or finance me a house for me to move in. So literally I just had to come here and sign on the dotted line and the whole trip here, I'm talking to this woman and I'm like, okay, I'm out of California. I'm out of Arizona, get to New Mexico. I get a blow up on the trailer and bottom line, the trailer was too heavy. A regular tow truck couldn't lift it. We had to get creative there. Got out of that one. It happens again in Dallas, in Texas. And I'm talking to her the whole time and I'm thinking we're going to be friends. Like this woman's going to be my friend all the way up until I cross state line. I cross state line. She disappears from the space of the earth. So now mind you, I just had two blowouts that from the money I did have, it just kind of depleted because I had a higher specialty tow truck and I didn't have that much money. And I had, no place to stay so the first day I stayed at an okay motel and I'm thinking in my head you know we women we think all these crazy stuff sometimes I'm thinking okay maybe she just you know phone ran out of battery then after a while I'm like okay well maybe she dropped her phone in the toilet and she has rice on it I mean I'm thinking all this crazy stuff <laughs> the toilet. you know why would she be calling me back I, I'm, I've been talking to her well the next day I realized this lady's not calling me back. And now what am I going to do? Mind you, I don't have a job. I don't have any money. I don't know anyone. And by the way, I have a bankruptcy on my record. Oh, and a foreclosure on my record. So how am I going to go to people and say, Oh, can you let me, you know, owner finance me your house with no money, no nothing. And I go and I get, I quickly move out of that motel and I go stay in this most god awful motel that you could think of. I mean, there was graffiti embedded on that mirror and I, I got it for the week. It, I remember it was $199 for the week. And as I go through the door, I hear somebody say something about bed bugs. And I'm like, bed bugs, what is that? Cause I, I've never been around that. So I'm Googling it. And they tell you where to find them. So I go and I look. Oh, God. It was infested with bed bugs. Oh, it was nasty. No. Like, I couldn't do it. I just could not do it. And I was sleeping in my car. I got into a pity me party. And I'm telling you, I was brought up in a good home. Never did I ha we ever slept in the back of a car. So where in my mind, and I was in such a high coming to Jackson, what happened in the morning? I was good. And then by night I'm sleeping in the car and I'm thinking it's acceptable. No, nothing wrong with people that are sleeping in the car, but the way it just wasn't. And I made money in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just one day. It was weeks of this happening. And this one night I was in my pity me party. One night I, there was a fight that broke out and I, you know, I'm sleeping in the back of the car. And I look up, look out to see the fight because I'm nosy. And I kid you not, the next thing I hear is gunshots. I'm like, like 
that's when reality sank in and I knew I hit rock bottom. I'm like, what am I doing? What? I haven't done anything but sleep in the scar and thinking this is okay. So the next morning I realized nobody's going to be joining this pity me party. It's only for me. And I knew I needed something. I needed something to get that, that mojo back. I couldn't get out of it myself. Something had to pull me out of it. So I went and I got a rescue dog. I went and Mr. B, Mr. B, um, I hear his story and I'm going to get emotional again. Mm. Mr. B's story was really bad. And I'm like, great. And now these people are giving them to me and I'm going to have them live in the back of this car with me. No, that's not acceptable. I need to make it better for him. And I did. I realized now I had something. He got me out of my, got me back to where I needed to be. And within three days, not only did I find one person that was going to owner finance me a house with no money, no credit, foreclosure, bankruptcy, no job. I mean, I had nothing going for me except my attitude because my attitude changed. Now I needed this. I needed to make it right for B. And I found two people within three days to do it. Me and Mr. B moved into the first house. It was, I mean, it was ours. And first thing I did is take the carpet out because the, the man that lived there had pooped in the carpet. I mean, he was an older gentleman that had accidents and I couldn't have Mr. B walking on it. So I took it out. I, I taught myself on Pinterest how to fix the house and I had the tools. So on YouTube, it shows you how to actually do it and the contractors bring out their tools. And I was so excited because I had, I actually had the tools. I just didn't know what they were for until I saw it on YouTube. And it just started from that. It started with one house. We finished it and I put a sign outside for rent and it rented in four hours. My mortgage is, was $330 and I rented it for 985. Wow. So, oh, wow. I was like, I hit the lotto because now I just had to duplicate the system. And that's what we did. We moved on to another house. And it wasn't until about the fourth or fifth house I started getting help to be able to do more. So the first year was a slow start because I was doing a lot myself and I didn't know what I was doing. By the second year, done deal. I got to 60 houses in under three years. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, and it's been nonstop. So non how long has it been since you moved? How many years has it been since you moved? December of 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah, so five years. Five years. Oh, yeah. wow. Incredible. And now you own five companies. What a story, and I love Mr. B. Oh, my God. B. It was me and Mr. B against the world. He's seven pounds, and I, Mr. B is for Mr. Big. And, yeah, it was me and him against the world. I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, Vicki, it takes such, it takes so much. I mean, you, you're giving Mr. B a lot of credit and it sounds like Mr. B deserves a lot of credit yeah. for, for changing something around in you. But I want to add that it takes a real warrior. In addition to finding a new canine friend, it takes so much warrior energy and so much resourcefulness and who knows what to get to the other side of homelessness, joblessness, um, 
it, it, and it does, but when you are in your pity me party, you can't see past it. You are in the poor me stages. And, yeah. and you know, like as, as mothers, how many times you hear this? We go without buying ourselves clothes for years just so our kids can have stuff. We put ourselves last. So during that time, I didn't give myself enough importance. And I, and I, but I knew I had to do something because I knew it wasn't me, but I just couldn't do it. I, I didn't have the right mindset to fight. I just was giving up. Yeah. And it, I had to get something to give me that fight back and have maybe my, it's because my daughter went off to school and, and it was always me and her and I lost that. And I just was by myself, I needed something and Mr. B was it. Yeah. And you found that. And let me ask you this. See if you can take yourself back to that moment when you knew you had made it, like you knew you had made the, the epic comeback, right? And you're on the other side of this set of crises. And also even thinking about where you are now, what is the best thing about being on the other side of something that difficult? And it's sad that you asked me that, but I don't think I made it yet. I'm still, I'm still not thinking I'm there yet. I, um, I mean, I know I do good and, and I, I have a beautiful home and whatnot, but there's so much more that I have to do. Um, like my mission now, my mission is to help 1 million people to that, that have the drive, right? Or, have ethics, have the drive, are willing to do it for themselves. So until I get to that 1 million, I don't make it. Because I, I really think I went through what I had to go through so I could be here and doing it. I, that's my purpose. And when I started, when I realized what I was meant to do, um, I started going to other people's events and speaking. And, and a lot of those people were fake, they're fraud. And... I was disgusted and I was embarrassed that I'm even there. So until, yes, I'm living in a nice house, but until I do what my purpose is, I haven't made it yet. I've got you. I've got you. And what's, I mean, we define that, right? We define when we have arrived. We define when yeah. our comeback is done. We, we define what our purpose is. And, um, and I love that you're, you're doing it, you're doing it your way and you're defining it your way. And, um, you know, it's, I mean, I think, I think some people, I think a lot of people don't really like to say, well, I've made it, I'm here, I've arrived, because then it might show that, it might show, well, what, you know, what, the, what comes next then? So exactly. that brings up the question for me, okay, you're going to get to a million people helped, a million people inspired. And then, the, and then your next question, you know, what's, what's, what then, what happens then, you know? Then I'm going to be felping dogs. Then I'm going to be, be out there finding the Mr. B's. I'm all, you know, I, I really think, which I have a big passion for, you know, my, my, I have five dogs now. And my first Mr. B and then it came Diva. So my goal is once I got the helping people under good, that I'm on, on the right track and I'm figuring out all the bugs to this. Because I'm not a, a big speaker. Um, so once I figured out the secret sauce formula, how to find the Vickies of the world, then, then I'm going to do Mr. B and Diva's Love Shack and I'm going to help the dogs because 
I think putting people and dogs together, it's huge, huge, you know, it's unconditional love. And you always have somebody that has your back at that time because, you know, I've been let down by people a lot and, you know, I can always count on them. I love your story so much and I can't wait to, to, to hear your answer to this next question, which is, what is, what, what is one or maybe two pieces of advice that you would give to women, to men, to people who are going through the caca right now, who are going through that crisis, who are on their way across the country in their trailer and the trailer is having blowouts and, you know, and, and they're not knowing how they're going to get to the other side of what they're going through. It could be a divorce, it could be cancer, it could be loss, whatever, it could be homelessness. Um, what would you say to people who are asking, how in the world do I get to the other side of this? And one of, one of the big things is our mindset. Um, and when we have all this worry that, you know, we don't know if we're gonna eat tomorrow, you don't know what you're gonna do tomorrow, you can't think, you cannot, be resourceful and be creative because it's us but i guarantee if if you just change us with your kids meaning if your kids life depended on it you will be very creative and figure out how to do it it's just because it's our own we don't do it we can't be creative for ourselves or i couldn't so if you're going through a lot um find your mojo you know, for me, it was Mr. B. Set, change your mindset. And it's not easy to do. So the first thing is believe that you are in a good spot, that you don't have to worry about bills or whatever the, whatever it is, that, the, the problem that you have. That way, you're not letting the issue consume your mind. Mm -hmm. Start believing that you already got past it and then be creative on how to do it because your mind is a powerful thing. And if you let it consume you, you're not going to be able to get out of it. Get it out of your mind, believe in yourself and you do wit. what that's what I always say. Do it, do whatever it takes to get you out of it. Don't be hard on yourself. If you, I mean, I, I've obviously screwed up, just figure out, fix it fix it and, and move on one thing at a time. I love that. And it's really what you're saying is somewhat different from what most is very different from what most of my guests say. When I ask this question, most of them, and this isn't a criticism at all. It just shows that there are so many ways to approach crisis and so many ways to, to think about it because what works for one person might not work for the next person. But so many of my guests say, um, when you're, you know, to get yourself through a crisis, get very internal um, and, and connect to what you have inside of you. And it's, it, it just tends to be very internal. What, what it sounds to me like you're saying is connect to something that is bigger and grander, um, such as a person or a, an animal or a cause that you care so much about that you know that like it kind of takes you out of yourself in a way that then allows you to come back to yourself. Does that make sense? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like I always say to, um, to people who are parents, if somebody told you that you needed to raise $5,000 within the next day in order to buy 
a medication that would save your child's life, would you, would you do it? Would you be able to succeed in that? Probably 90% of parents would succeed because they're like, there's nothing that's going to come between me and that medication for my child. And it's this like, and, and oh, that's exactly what you need right there. You said it. That's it. That is it. And it's determination. It is it determination. You do not give up. You keep focused. But if your head is consumed with a problem, which is hard to do it on our own, get out of that problem. Um, you just said it. It's the determination and have whatever it is that gets that mojo back in you to go out and do it. Yes, and sometimes that comes in the form of another person. Sometimes that comes in the form of, of uh, spiritual belief. Sometimes that comes in the form of a puppy dog. Never know. We never know what moves one. We will move the other one. You just don't know what it is. But now you're putting the focus on something else instead of sitting there in your pity me party dwelling on your issue because that's not solving anything. Now, your focus is somewhere else, you're finding solutions, and you're moving forward instead of being in the pity me party. Because nobody's joining that party. You're going to be there by yourself. Yeah. And that's, it's genius. It's total genius. Because there may be other people who are going through their own pity parties, and, you know, they say that misery loves company. And that's what sometimes, what people do sometimes when they're in crisis is they they join up and they connect with other people who are in that pity party and in that negative energy of complaining all the time. And it can, it can feel temporarily good because you're venting and you get to complain, but it doesn't get you anywhere in the long run at all. It does not. It does not. And, and you want to have the people around you that people that you're always going to be learning from. You don't always want to be the, the leader of, of the pack. You want to learn and you want to have the people around you that will help you. When I was living in the back of my car, I found two people that were willing to help me. Those kind of people, they're out there. Those kind of people are out there and they want to see people succeed. The people in the pity me party, they're, and I'm not going to say it's everybody, but in general, they don't want the other one to do better than them. So they will always find the negative in everything. Life is negative enough. And there's always a negative side, always. But if you always choose to go to the negative side, you're gonna be miserable. And you're never gonna to get to the level you wanna be. The glass is always half full. That's pretty much it. Awesome, really awesome stuff. Um, I already have these ideas that are flying around in my head about, about a program that combats homelessness as well, homelessness of humans and homelessness of animals. And animal Let's selfish. do it. it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's happening in my brain and I, and it, it sounds like that's the direction you're going into. So I'll, I'll do it with you. I mean, let's do it together. Let's, let's battle it. Cause I'm loving it. I love it. That is really good stuff. So the last question I want to ask you, Vicki, since this is a podcast about being epic, is if you could have one superpower that you don't already have, what would it be? Ooh, I don't know. I think I would want to fly. I could get to so many more Vickies of the world if I fly. 
I get there a lot faster. I want to fly. Transportation to all the other Vickies. I love it. Yeah, um, finding the Vickies of the world so we can go and move mountains and do wit. Beautiful. Do wit. I love it. So Vicky, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on this podcast and to also ask you, how can we find your businesses? How can we follow you? Like, do you have maybe one or two uh, online links that will take us to your empire? Yes, yes. It is Vicky, www.vicky, V-I-C-K-Y, Scatini, S-C-H-E-T-T-I-N-I.com. And I'm on all the social medias, Vicky Scatini. Just come see me, come talk to me. I'm having an event in California on April 23rd, the Deal in Hand event. I would love for uh, your guests to come and and to the event because this is the event that I taught I teach people exactly step by step what I did to get out of it to get out of living in the back of my car with no money so I did it anybody can do it I love you for doing that thank you so much again and thank you love that I'm so proud of this episode this is Nikki Bruno <laughs> with Nikki Scatini on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, you can either go to Vicky's website or you can go to mine at theepiccomeback.com.